You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another solo episode, our fourth of season four. So excited to be here with you guys. Let me just preface by saying we are having an insane thunderstorm right now in Florida. So if you hear that, sorry. (laughs) Hopefully you won't hear that too loud in the background, but if you hear it, that's what it is. Um, That kind of perfect vibe and weather for some some podcast recording and conversation. So I just want to let you know if you hear something, that's what it is. So excited to talk to you guys today about boundaries. I feel like that has been such a theme that's been coming up with Allie this season. And I just think it's always something important to talk about in business. I literally titled this, we need to talk about business boundaries, because I do think that that conversation is so important. And it's one I have with basically every client I have, because it's such an important part of how to run a business and still feel sane, how to run a business that actually feels good to you. Boundaries are really one of the biggest keys to that. And so we're going to talk about them today through a few different lenses. I want to talk about boundaries with others, like your clients. I want to talk about boundaries as a business exercise and what that looks like. And I want to talk about boundaries with yourself. I think that so often when we think about boundaries, we're thinking about them more through the outward lens. Um, And that's important. And we're going to talk about that first, actually. But I do think we also need to be thinking about it with ourself and how we're holding that too. Um, because ultimately it starts there and it starts with us and it starts holding boundaries with ourselves and that's what translates to everything else. So we will dive into that as well, but as always very thankful for Allie for giving us just such a beautiful and real and transparent picture of what it looks like to navigate that in business of what it looks like to navigate that with clients. Again, I think that that's why this podcast and these conversations are so important because I feel like so often we think it's just us. (laughs) Um, But I've heard from so many of you how um, impactful it's been to hear Allie's journey and to hear um, what she's navigated with clients and, you know, the people pleasing and the self-trust and all of that. So, you know, you're not alone in this at all. I think we all have to establish, (laughs) reestablish, renegotiate boundaries in our business all the time. And it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong, but I do think there are a lot of different ways we can think about these things and look at these things. So we will dive into that obviously through the lens of some of the things that, um, Allie has brought to us this season, but just in general too, in terms of like how you can start using this and applying this in your own business. So let's start by talking about boundaries with clients. So the first thing I want to say there, I think I said this in one of the clip-ins this season, but I really want to articulate it more here, is this idea that like boundaries with clients aren't bad. They create safety. They create clear expectations on both sides. You know, I'm such a believer in creating safety in our sales process and our containers, right? And one of the best ways to do that is with boundaries. You know, I think that 
we think it sounds so negative almost, right? Like, oh, like I have boundaries with my clients and we we tend to make this like negative connotation with that. Like it means that, you know, you're not serving your clients really well or something like that. But honestly, I think boundaries and clear expectations are the best gift we can give our clients because they can feel safe and relaxed in that. Um, in the smallest ways, like if I have a boundary of like, I don't answer email on the weekend, that helps my client relax and feel safe in that because they know to expect a response from me on Monday. Like they get <laughs> what the dynamic is. And so they're not checking their phone a bunch all weekend looking for that response, for example, because they know when it's coming. And so you can see how it actually can really kind of lessen the anxiety on both sides. Like I could have the boundary that I don't answer on weekends. I actually personally don't have that boundary, to be honest. I mean, I would say like in terms of my contract, like I definitely say like weekdays, but for me, like I'm happy to answer weekends most of the time. The response times might be a little stretched out over weekends, but this is just an example, right? But conversely, like I don't have that boundary. So clients know they can pretty reliably expect to get a response from me at some point over a weekend. And so they can know that too. Right. And that's really what's helpful there is it's not that one way is right or wrong, That that's the reason I wanted to say like, Hey, that's not really one of mine. It's not to say like, you must never answer things on the weekend. Like it just depends on what feels better for you. Like there is no right or wrong there to me. It feels better to start Monday without a ton of stuff that built up over the weekend. And for some people, the opposite feels true. That's just what it is. I imagine if I had small children and whatever, I probably would have different boundaries around um, the weekend and something else might feel totally better to me there. But it's not about what thing you choose, right? It's not about there's a right boundary or a wrong boundary. It's about the clarity, right? So whether your clients know that they can pretty much expect a response from you at that time or they know they need to wait till Monday, the real safety is created through that clarity, through being clear on what your boundary is around that, right? And then they can feel good knowing what to expect. And when we know what to expect, we tend to feel safer and better. And then same for you, when you know that you don't have to check it or that you will check it, you can feel more relaxed in that process. So just remember that Setting boundaries with clients is not a bad thing. It creates safety for them and it creates safety for you. And it is the best gift you can give. And so here's the next piece. And I know this has come up for Allie a lot, which is that clients can have feelings that we honor without also crossing our own boundaries, right? So I feel like the pendulum really swings very far in our industry. It's either like your client has a need and you just have to always meet it. And anytime they feel bad, it's your problem and you have to fix it as soon as possible. Or it goes the other way. How dare they ask that of you? How dare they put that on you? That's never, ever, ever your problem. You don't have to deal with that bullshit, right? It's like so dramatically different. But I think we have to meet somewhere in the middle, which is that I can honor that you're a human. I can honor that this process might stress you out. I can honor that you have big feelings and big emotions, just like we all do. And it doesn't mean I have to cross my own boundary, 
But do you see how that's really different than being like, how dare you put any of that on me versus it's all my problem? It's more like, okay, I get to honor you where you're at within the context of my boundaries. So that might look like you're having a really hard time. I still answer respect and respond to that within my normal business hours. Does that make sense? So it's like a client is allowed to be frustrated, to feel confused, whatever. I just don't have to change when I'm responding. And so that's really what we're trying to um, help Allie with is that like they're totally allowed to have emotions in the process. Like, you know, with, with the work she's doing, for example, it might be the first time they're really creating a website, getting visible, might bring up a lot for them. She just doesn't have to respond at 9 p.m. at night because of that. <laughs> but she can still honor that without taking it on. Does that make sense? Like you can still be like, I see you, I hear you, I get you, this is tough shit. And that happens to be my response at 9 a.m. instead of at 9 p.m. because I'm feeling all this pressure. So let's try to find that middle ground, right? Where clients can have those feelings. We can honor them. We can, you know, totally acknowledge where they're at. And it doesn't mean that that feeling has to change our boundaries, which brings me to boundaries requiring the ability to sit in discomfort. <laughs> okay. So this is the thing about having the boundary up is that we have to sit through the discomfort if the other person wants something different, okay? So say your client wants you to respond in 10 minutes and that's not part of your boundaries, your ability to sit through that discomfort of them wanting something else and you still honoring your boundary is going to be the single most important factor in how good your business feels, right? Because it's what allows you to do what we were just talking about, honor where they're at without having to change everything, but to sit through that discomfort of like, oh, wow, they really want me to respond to this second and that doesn't fall within what feels good to me and what my response times are, but I get why they want that and it must be tough and I'm still going to honor where I'm at and what I'm doing, right? So what it's going to require so often is sitting in the discomfort that someone wants something else from you that you have chosen not to give within the confines of your boundaries, right? But when you can manage the discomfort, when you can realize I can be uncomfortable with their discomfort and still hold my boundary, everything in business starts to feel better, right? I'm sure all of my clients would prefer if I answered them within 10 minutes, right? Especially if they're having a like bad day or something's going on. I'm sure every single person would have that preference if given the choice, right? Why wouldn't you? Like, who wouldn't want that? Like, I would love if every one of my team members responded to me within 10 minutes. It's just not what happens and it's not what their boundaries are. So again, it's okay if they want something different. It's okay if they prefer something else. Of course we do. We would all prefer that we just got what we wanted when we wanted it anytime we wanted it. (laughs) Who wouldn't? It just doesn't mean you have to do that. And so developing that skill to sit in the discomfort is going to be what shifts your business. And the more you do it, the more evidence you build that it's okay. So like I've done that enough in my own business where I have like full evidence that 
it's okay if someone wants me to respond sooner than I do. It's okay if I have to set a boundary around something. It's okay if like, you know, my boundaries that I don't respond after a certain time at night, even if someone would prefer that I did. Right. And so once I build that evidence and sit through that discomfort enough, it stops being as uncomfortable because I really have evidence that that serves me, that serves them, and it's totally fine. Does that make sense? So it's really something we want to build over time is that evidence and that ability to sit through the discomfort. Which brings me to another point that I want to make about clients and boundaries is that someone is still allowed to ask. And you're still allowed to say no. Okay. So this is a really interesting dynamic that I think shows up with clients a lot where we feel like they shouldn't ask and I shouldn't say no. Right. And I want to tip that on its head, which is they're allowed to ask and you're allowed to say no. (laughs) Right. So my clients can ask like, hey, Can you be available tomorrow to respond to me within five minutes every time I send you a message? They're more than okay to ask me that. They can ask me anything they fucking want. I just am okay to say no. Like, hey, no, I have other clients. I have other calls. Like, it's not going to be possible for me to uh, respond within five minutes. But what I can tell you is that my normal response time is always within 24 hours and usually much less. And so you will hear from me within that time frame. Do you see how empowering that is, though? Because when it's they shouldn't ask and then I shouldn't say no, what we're really doing is counting on someone else to hold our boundaries for us. Like, my boundaries only exist if they don't ask. (laughs) Cannot be a thing, right? Um, Or I have to say yes if they do ask. Also can't be a thing because that's not you holding or setting a boundary. But if you can get to that point where you're able to manage the discomfort like we were talking about, then it's really easy to go, oh, which means they're always allowed to ask and I always am within my right to say no. And when you can give both parties that permission, you and your client, it all starts to feel a lot easier, right? When it feels like there's no permission, they're like, definitely don't ask, but if you do, then like, I definitely can't say no. There's no permission on either side. We get really resentful of our clients really quickly because it feels like they're almost running the show or like our boundaries are in their hands. And that's not what it is, right? They're allowed to ask. We're allowed to say no. And again, some of the other things that we talked about makes that easy and makes that possible, like sitting in the discomfort, like honoring where they're at without having to cross our own boundaries, right? Like being clear with boundaries up front so that they understand them and have clarity there. And so they're even less likely to need to ask because they know what they are, right? But again, it's okay if they do. So I really want you to take away those points with client boundaries is that, you know, boundaries are not wrong, right? The more clear we can be, the more safe we will all feel. Um, We can both honor our client's feelings and hold our boundary, (laughs) right? Again, we don't just swing so far either way. Um, We can sit through that discomfort and build evidence along the way. And then someone is allowed to ask and we're allowed to say no and just fully giving that permission. Cool. Okay. So that was like boundaries with others, with our clients. Now let's talk about boundaries as a business exercise, um, because I think Allie has really shown us that this season as well, which is that boundaries do what they're supposed to do. And make it so clients that aren't the right fit don't resonate with that, right? So 
Allie has been a really good example of that in terms of when she had that um, conversation with someone who was like, oh, I always want to get on the phone. I always want to be able to reach out. And she was like, oh, that's not what this package looks like. It only looks like two calls. And the person was able to go, oh, okay, well, it's like a super high value of mine that I get on the phone. Let's just not work together. And that can feel so bad in the moment, right? I know for Allie, it definitely felt bad in the moment because it made her question herself like, oh my God, am I doing something wrong? Should I be getting on the phone? What's going on here? No, the boundaries were just doing what they're supposed to do. That client is more than welcome to go find someone who is the perfect fit for them, who really also loves phone calls, who doesn't have a boundary around that. And you're not going to get a client that's going to push your boundaries all the time, right? So really just seeing that when you get super clear on those boundaries and articulate them really clearly, like we were talking about, it becomes a business exercise and it helps you get clients that you have aligned values with way more easily. It's not this idea of like, again, how dare she want phone calls? She's allowed to want whatever she wants. She just shouldn't hire me if I don't want to give them, right? Um, I think that's what's really important to see here. Like uh, just another example is like I do three calls a month with clients. If someone wanted three calls a week with a coach, I would just simply not be the right fit for them. I'm not doing it wrong. They don't have a wrong desire. We just would not be a good fit to work together. And if we did, we would have our values conflicting all the time. They would really value three times a week phone calls and then would feel really, really like not, you know, kind of like almost in conflict with mine, which is I value three times a month phone calls. So do you see how it can become a business exercise to be really, really clear instead of always trying to shift things around for people, right? It becomes an ideal client exercise. This is the stuff that can help you align values to your ideal client. So that's what we're doing with Ally. Now, not only are we saying like, hey, there's you know not a ton of calls, we're actually putting that on the sales page as a positive. We're writing to that. We're saying, hey, if you're someone who doesn't wanna be on the phone all the time, this is the best thing for you. Right. And so that's when we start to win and when boundaries really can become a super helpful business exercise. It's because it shows us earlier on who the not right fit clients are. And it helps us to really like put that in our marketing to show our value, um, to make sure we're getting clients with aligned values, right? All that other, you know, ideal client stuff that, you know, our industry kind of forces on people sometimes doesn't hold a candle to how valuable it is to have a client whose values you align with. I know I did a whole other podcast on that, so I won't go into that too much here. But what I want you to see is how boundaries can help you get there, right? How boundaries can really, really help you find those right people and create those right relationships, right? And then you're just having to hold boundaries less on the back end because they're already aligned. Again, not that you can't, And not there's anything wrong with holding those boundaries on the back end. It's just that if we're clear about them on the front end over and over and over again, it becomes such a great business exercise to getting the right people, to having to do less of that work on the back end because we've been more and more clear about it on the front end. And again, this is where people get freaked out. It's almost like, oh, but if I, you know, am really clear about all that on the front end, maybe people won't want to hire me. 
Um, yeah, that's the whole point. That's what just happened with Hallie. Someone didn't want to hire her because of it. And it was the best fucking thing that could have happened to her because she's now not working with a client that's trying to get on the phone with her five times a week and she's having to say no every time. Again, not that she couldn't say no, but like how fun is that to have to do all the time? It's just not that fun and it's kind of draining. So if you're like worried that, you know, being super clear about boundaries on the front end is going to push people away, I I would really encourage you to be like, as it should, (laughs) right? As it needs to as I want it to, so that my business feels better and better and better, right? So really helpful to see. I remember one time I was on a sales call with someone and they were like, so I know we do three sessions a month, but I really like to problem solve over the phone. So in between those sessions, is it cool if I ever call you for like a 15 minute question? And I was like, it's honestly not cool. Um, I have it set up the way I have it set up. I really believe those three calls are enough. You're allowed to reach out to me um, in base camp in between. If you only want to problem solve via the phone, obviously we can do that in your sessions, but otherwise we won't be having additional sessions to do that. So helpful. <laughs> right? I was able to be super clear instead of feeling like I had to say what I needed to say to get the client and then resenting the shit out of it later or being really vague about it, which is what too many of us do, where we're like, well, you know, sometimes that's okay. Just, you know, we'll see. Hopefully you won't need to, but sometimes that's fine. No way. Now we've been really clear. We've not set a boundary. We've not set an expectation and we are going to have total values conflict with that client the whole damn time. Right? So that's where clarity becomes so important. That's where boundaries become a business exercise. And that's where it gets you more and more of the right fit clients along the way. Okay? Cool. Okay. So the last part I want to talk about is boundaries with yourself. (laughs) So the thing about boundaries is that they have to be said, but then you also have to hold them. (laughs) Right? So it's like, I have to say what the boundary is on the front end, but then like when it comes to it, I actually have to hold it. And that is really a boundary with myself. Again, we think that's with other people. Am I going to stick to my boundary with other people? Yes, that's a relevant question, but it's really, am I going to honor it for myself, right? Am I going to honor it for myself? Me doing that is what builds self-trust. It's what makes me feel safe. It's what does all of the things that boundaries are supposed to do. (laughs) Make me feel good. Make me feel safe. Make me trust myself. Feel amazing in my business. Feel safe with clients, right? But I have to honor that for myself. So what I see happen with clients a lot of times is they'll state a boundary, but they won't hold the boundary. We've seen Allie kind of struggle with that, right? Where it's like, well, it's stated here, but I don't really hold it, but then I get resentful about it and it's this whole thing, right? But yeah, we got to hold it too. It's just that we need to look at that as holding it for ourselves, doing it for us, right? When we think so much through the lens of the other person, then we cave because they want they want us to not hold it a lot of the time. And again, that's okay. They can want whatever they want, but if I can have a boundary and I can hold it and I can trust myself to hold it, I start to feel really safe. Like that is one of the number one reasons I feel safe in my business is because I fully trust myself to hold my boundaries, right? 
And so if you just feel like almost at the mercy of your clients right now, it's because you're not holding that boundary with yourself, right? And again, like we talked about earlier, it is such a trap to think that other people will hold it for us, right? That's where we get so resentful and so frustrated is when we think it's other people's job to hold our boundaries, right? So like, for example, here's a good one. It's my job if client calls end on time or not. It's my job if I respond outside of my working hours or not. It's not my client's job not to let the call run over. It's not my client's job not to message me outside of business hours. It's not, it's just, it literally just is not, (laughs) right? But where we get so fucking frustrated sometimes is when like our brains kind of try to trick us that that's it. Like I don't have clients that respect call end times is actually I'm not respecting call end times, right? I don't have clients who observe my business hours is actually I don't observe my business hours, right? If a call is going over, it's because I let it. If I'm responding outside of business hours, it's because I decided to. Does that make sense? So like when we don't see that it's other people's job to hold our boundaries, we take all of our power back and we can feel really safe in our business and not at the mercy of anything else. And that's when it starts to feel really good. It's why Allie has had that really shaky sense in her business a lot because she feels like, oh my God, one client asking for something that I don't want to give could ruin my week almost, right? Versus like, I just won't say yes to something I can't give. And that changes the whole dynamic there, right? So we really have to respect our own boundaries before other people will. If I keep letting the call roll run over, hoping that at some point what my client is going to remember that and hold that boundary for me, I'm totally missing the point. I have to do it first. I have to say, hey, we only have about one minute left. What else do you need from me in this session? Or, hey, loved our session today. We're at closing time. Let's wrap it up and get you, you know, settled and on to your week kind of thing, whatever that is, right? Um, That's on me. And then as soon as I start respecting that, everyone else does too, (laughs) right? But again, back to the clarity piece, it's really confusing if we're not respecting it and then thinking that someone else will. If I'm constantly letting my call go over and then being really resentful, I'm just confusing the other person. I'm always letting it go over. So to them, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's obviously totally cool, right? And maybe it is for you. Like, you don't have to have a boundary around call end time if you don't fucking want to. (laughs) But what you don't want to do is wish you had it and then be resentful that other people aren't holding it, okay? That is where we take back our power. That is on us. That is our job in our business, right? Um, Another thing I want to say about this too is around over-delivery because I think that's important because I'm sure so many of you listening are like, yeah, but I love to over-deliver for my clients. I do too. I'm like a huge over-deliverer, right? But the way I do that and still maintain boundaries is I only over-deliver because I want to. Okay, so... This is really, really important to understand, which is I can over-deliver because 
I think I have to or because I want them to feel a certain way. Or I can just over-deliver because I want to. So if I think I have to, i.e. like I have to keep this call going until the client ends it. I have to get on this phone call even though it's not part of my package. That's not really over-delivery. That's just me feeling forced into something, right? Or if I'm over-delivering because I want them to like me. (laughs) I want them to feel a certain way. I want to make sure that they get how valuable I am. Oh my God, that is like the worst reason ever to do it. Because so often that's not what the takeaway is, to be honest. Like as soon as we start doing something, most people don't see it as an over-delivery. They see it as an expectation. Okay, so over-deliver because you want to, not because you're trying to get something out of it. I'll stay on a call longer with a client because I want to, not because I want them to think I'm amazing or because you know, whatever, like, I think I have to. No, I just want to in this moment. And I'm going to honor that desire in myself. But what I have to remember in doing that is that it's probably easily going to become a habit or I need to state that it's an over-delivery. Like, hey, we're in a really good piece of this conversation. I know we're about to close out right now, but I actually have about 10 more minutes to stay on and talk through this with you. Would it feel good if we over-delivered in that way, right? Or, hey, usually it takes me, you know, five days to get back on, you know, a funnel like this, but actually I was able to get it done today and I like really wanted to like over-deliver for you in that way. Enjoy. Like if you can make it clear, but also do it because you want to, that's when it gets really good because you aren't making it so that you're now locked into that, (laughs) right? where now it feels like it's become the expectation, but you also get to do it just because it feels good to do it. And we all know there are plenty of times where it just feels really good, um, you know, to serve our clients in that way. That is more than okay, but you really got to check your intention. If you're doing it so that they feel a certain way about you, so that they are happy, so that whatever, you're really going to get caught in a trap there. So when you only over-deliver because you want to, that's when it starts to feel really good to you and really good to the client, okay? So let's go through those one more time. So with with the boundaries with yourself, they have to be stated, right? We do want to be clear and explicit like I talked about earlier, but you have to hold them for you. Someone else isn't going to, right? And it's really a self-trust exercise with yourself. We have to respect our own boundaries before other people do, Right? And the next piece is that so much of our frustration comes when we think it's other people's job to hold our boundaries. So if you are feeling a lot of frustration around boundaries in your business right now, it is highly likely that it is because you feel like it is your client's job to hold those boundaries and they're not, and you're feeling a lot of tension on that. So coming back to, wait, this is my job. I can own this. What are the best ways to? will really release a lot for you. And then the last piece, only over-deliver because you want to. And if you do, state it as explicitly as possible when you do it so that it doesn't become an expectation. Or if you're cool that it becomes an expectation, again, totally fine as well. You get to do whatever feels good to you there. But the whole point of this and of boundaries are so that you can run a business that feels really good to you. So make sure that's part of it as well. 
So I hope that was really helpful. I feel like we just have been given such a gift this season of being able to talk about this more and more because it is such a struggle for so many business owners and it is one of the biggest things that can change how you feel in your business. So I hope this helped. I hope that you walked away with some new ways to think about boundaries. I hope that it helps you and empowers you to set your own and to feel really good and of service in setting them. And I hope it reminds you that it can also be what draws the best fit clients to you too. So hope you guys have a beautiful week and thank you as always for listening. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.